This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 34. Coming up, we look at the healthiest oils you can cook with in the kitchen. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and you know, every other week we sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and we'll dive into topics covering nutrition and fitness a whole lot more. And in this episode, we're talking about choosing and using cooking oils. And with me today is registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, and certified health coach, Grace DeRocha. It's always not only great to see you, but I feel healthier being on this side of the table. I just have to really get into the moment, you know? I love our moments together, and it's going to definitely be an interesting topic today. Well, it has to be for you. And, you know, I was just in the kitchen with my wife. We'll come back to that. But you've got two kids. Yes. You're, you love food. I do. So this is not some way of casting aspersions on food and cooking oils, but you are an expert that knows the difference between what's good and what's bad and when to use it. Exactly. So let's talk about this. If we start talking about uh, good and bad fat, what does that mean? So when we're talking about good and bad fat, we're talking about how it affects your heart health and your overall health. That's the quick and easy way to think Mm -hmm. about it. And the way that I look at things as a registered dietitian is to make sure that I'm giving you information that is evidence-based and that we really know impacts our bodies at this time. And you, we know there's always ongoing research happening. Yeah. So this is what we know today. And this is what we know to stay true for now until more research is done. So I like to remind people of that because there's a lot of things you can read out there. So many things. And it's not just in the old days when we just used to reach for vegetable oil. Mm-hmm. You can still get vegetable oil. You can. And what's funny to me is that it, while not an expert, I know that there are all kinds of different names of oil, different kinds of oils now. Right. 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 So how can we spot a bad oil or a bad fat? So the typical way of doing this is if a fat or oil is hard at room temperature. Mm-hmm. So can you name any? Well, there would be that tub of coconut oil that one of the kids was, you know, making bullet coffee with. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's the size of Hawaii, this thing, <laughs> yes. you know, that we had in our cupboard for a while. Yeah. So is that a bad one, typically? Typically. Typically. So coconut oil, lard. Butter? Butter-ish. Butter-ish, yes. okay. Uh palm kernel oil which you usually mm-hmm. don't usually don't see that that you would cook with at home but in a lot of processed baked goods or places where they're making something they might be using that and that's when you can get into trans fat which is really bad so you know what i find funny is i remember growing up i mean there was crisco around the house for everything from frosting Same. the cake to making fried chicken right right to, to even making baking pancakes and yeah, waffles right or biscuits or something right it was right. in there uh, maybe we just didn't hear about it enough, or maybe people got you know heart disease, and it was just something you thought that happened, and nobody knew the reason. Right, but, but I think when you know better, you start to do better, and when we start learning about yeah, these things, yeah, we try to make some changes accordingly. And before I race past bad fats, mm-hmm. is there any reason to really think that we need to avoid them completely, or is it still back to something you've tried to counsel us on before? Moderation is okay, or not really. So I would usually say moderation's okay, but because heart disease runs so rampant here, yeah. we have to be careful. 
Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we're making better choices. So one thing with some of these saturated fats that we have to look at is that they have a tendency to raise LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, lousy cholesterol yeah. in the body, and then also suppress the HDL, which is the good cholesterol in the body. So you want to think about that a little bit as you're making some of these choices so that we're keeping that ticker ticking strong. And I know there's a connection to inflammation, but what is that? Is that related to cholesterol or is that a whole separate deal? So it's related to what we consume. Mm -hmm. And so some of these saturated fats can increase inflammation overall in the body, which is bad for gut health, bad for joints, bad for, you know, overall chronic conditions and diseases. So again, being smart about the choices we make when it comes to oils, how we cook them, what we're deciding to use for different things makes an impact on all of that. So if I'm having this attack and I really want to get me some Kentucky Fried Chicken, I don't even know what kind of oil is in there, but is this notion of extending and not using whatever kind of fat, do I have to worry about it if I'm not doing that consistently? Is it okay a here or there? Come on, Grace. He's, he's trying to make me I'm say, just saying. So, you know my motto. I, I think there's a way that we can live in moderation, yeah. but we want, to re- we want to do our best whenever we can. Okay. All right. So let's talk about doing the best. So we understand if it congeals, if it's harder at room temperature, maybe that's the one that's called a bad fat. Good fats are then what? So think of this more as your plant-based oils, Okay, if you will, coming from nuts or seeds avocado, mm-hmm, olives, mm-hmm. fish. Okay. So those are basically the places that we are looking for some of our heart-healthier, good oils. Well, there are people who, and I have in the past, taken fish oil capsules on yes. purpose, right? Yes. So there's an obvious benefit. At least I was told that. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Chuck's going to make I'm me sorry. Do we need another podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but when we're talking about fish oil, ideally, you know, I want you to get that from, from real food. Fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two to three times a week for better heart health. Mm-hmm. Just because the way our body processes that, absorbs it, it does it more efficiently than from a supplement. And that's why it's called a supplement. Well, plus I know that you know this, you've forgotten more about this than I know, but <laughs> the blue zones, I mean, when you look at the people who are living you know, whether it's in Italy or Sicily or whether yes. it's in Asia, wherever it is, and you see what their diet is, where their oils are coming from, yes. it's pretty obvious that that thread runs through goodness. Right. Yeah. I mean, people talk about the Mediterranean diet all the time, right. and that is olive oil, a little bit of avocado oil, and lots of fish. Mm. Yeah, and if eating only. olives by mm-hmm. themselves, right? right. That kind Definitely. of thing. So are you advocating for this healthy balance of not only eating olives and real fish so you're getting a natural source of the oil, but then when you do cook, even if you're going to make eggs, whatever you're going to do or you need to bake, there are oils you can use. Absolutely. So there are so many great oils out there. Yeah. I'm going to go through some of them, but then we can talk about how people can use those as well. Okay. There's a lot of, I mean, when you're cooking, when you know, we're talking about cooking in the kitchen a little bit. We're baking, we're frying, we're sauteing, mm-hmm, we're doing mm-hmm. lots of different things. We're adding oil to recipes, making salad dressings, sure, whatever it might be. So there's a lot of different ways that we can use these oils to be like the most beneficial and flavorful in the kitchen as well. My wife made a recipe just a week ago with sesame oil. I love just sesame oil. amazing. Sesame and fresh ginger. And oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it was just incredible. And I th- most people know at this point that I'm Filipino, so I'm mm. Asian. But sesame oil is definitely the oil that is often used in any kind of Asian cooking. It, it gives you that flavor. 
you know, especially pairing with ginger. What a great combo. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, we're going to bake or we're going to cook with oil. I've heard this before. To be fair, I don't pay a lot of attention to it because I don't think I fry enough with olive oil and other things to worry about a smoke point. What is that and why should we be so concerned about what it does to the oil? Glad that you asked. So the smoke point is the point that that oil is burning and smoking. Mm -hmm. So one, if we're talking about flavor, it could add a certain not good flavor, like almost like a burnt flavor to your food. Okay. And kind of alter the taste of whatever you're making. Yeah. But also we know that if we go past, get to that smoke point and go past it, we actually can have some carcinogens that are then building up within that oil. Wow. So do all of these oils that you're talking about, if you get past the smoke point, they all have that potential or just certain ones? Yes. So if you think about it this way, there's the oil and heat, and that's kind of the catalyst for this to occur. Mm -hmm. So you just want to make sure, again, that we're picking the right oils for the right reasons so we're not going past that smoke point. Yeah. And so when I think of oils, one of the things that I guess in my mind, it's probably my own thing, is when I think of all these oils, I'm always considering, well, what flavor is that going to add to my food? Like when you say avocado oil, I'm thinking, I like avocados. I'm just not sure I would want to put it in my recipe. Yes. So uh, oftentimes I always joke around about this, even with olive oil, for example, because olive oil actually has a pretty low smoke point. It's Smoke point is only at 320 degrees Fahrenheit, which I know it sounds like it's really hot, but if you're baking something, right, and you'll see, like, unless you're really making an olive oil cake, which there is a thing. There is a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you usually don't bake with olive oil, one, because the smoke point is lower, yeah. and you're usually heating up your oven to 350, right? Yeah. And it's not the place for a vanilla cake recipe. Yeah, I mean, it just like doesn't sound right. Van olive oil, vanilla cake. <laughs> I know. That's, that's definitely not something that you probably yeah. want to pair that would have good flavor, because even though... I have people tell me, oh, olive oil doesn't really taste like olives, but it doesn't taste like cake either. <laughs> so aren't there some manufacturers that are running th this oil through a process? Yes. Are they altering it chemically? Are they just doing something to it where the smoke point has been raised so this is not quite an issue? So you will see sometimes like refined or unrefined oils. So refined oils is basically a process where there's heat-sensitive properties that are removed. So there's a higher smoke point and a more neutral flavor. Mm. And uh, Rachel Ray, she always says E-V-O-O. -O. So like extra virgin olive oil is, that mm -hmm. what, is what it stands mm -hmm. for. Or something that is cold-pressed or under pressure or not pressured, sorry. That means that it is unrefined or raw or, vir or extra virgin olive oil. Right. And so those usually have lower smoke points, hence why olive oil is usually extra virgin olive oil, or I usually recommend that for people just because you're going to get the full benefit of that heart-healthy fat in the oil. Well, and you're also getting that first press, mm -hmm. you know, which so many people talk about in terms of wine, but having yes. been to the Holy Land and to Rome and to Italy, yes. you see these, even the, the antique versions of these presses for olives, Right. right. And you come to realize why it's so critical to get that first press, mm -hmm. that extra virgin olive oil, because all the rest of the mush that's left, well, good yeah. luck. We really are squeezing blood from a turnip, yeah. you know, by the time you get down to the bottom. Yeah, there, there's not that, yeah. So E-V-O-L -O yeah. is so popular for that reason. One, it's raw, 
you're getting it unrefined uh-huh. and you're getting the true olive oil. So I know it's an Italian thing, but like uh, even when you bring out bread for the table, are yes. you more apt to use oils or do you still bring out butter? What would be your own family habit and what suggestions would you have? Because, you know, a lot of people so, just use dipping oil. and Yeah. So if I was recommending to a patient or what do I use? Both. I use a little bit. So my yeah. kids really like butter uh-huh. and I do try to get organic. And don't you get ghee or something? And don't ghee you like sometimes, that? yeah. yeah. Uh, ghee comes in. Ghee for the people is extra clarified butter. So basically what they've done is taken the cream that makes butter and they churn it and skim off the fat and they mm. keep doing that. And so ghee is liquid okay. at room temperature Okay, where butter is hard. Oh, usually. interesting. Okay. Well, room temperature, it's a little bit softer, but usually it comes. So my kids like butter. I like olive oil. I actually like avocado oil too. Does like it have it. a taste of avocados or not really? A little bit. Yeah. Not as much. And I like avocado for this reason. We want to make sure we're getting those omega-3 fatty acids in, and avocado oil definitely has that. Mm-hmm. The ratio in most people's body is off. We have more omega-6, not enough omega-3, and avocados are a very simple way to get omega-3 fatty acids in. So what about the folks, the blue zones aside, who mm-hmm. are looking to go on a diet? And I hear, I've tinkered with it, higher fat diet. Oh, he's going carbs. there. He's going there, Well, yeah, folks. but it's, it's interesting because I think some people see results, but forgive me if I'm overstating this on your behalf, so you correct me. You can still do that, but can't you use good oils and still involve fish? I mean, if you're really looking to do this, can't you do it with some goodness? Okay. So this is like a triple part question. So if you are following, I'm just going to call them out. If you're following a diet that is like keto okay. or Atkins. Yeah, yeah. Or diets like that that are usually higher fat, higher protein, lower to no carbs. Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, I would like people to be having heart healthier fats always, no matter what. Just don't go on those diets. Don't do it at all. (laughs) But what what about, so you're saying don't just There's no longevity in it. That's the problem. Because it's hard to stay on it? Yes. I mean, think about it. If you, when you're cutting out food groups, you're putting yourself in a state of deprivation and when you start doing that, you're not building a healthier relationship with food and your body. And like, what's the end goal? Mm-hmm. And we know that 95% of the time people that go on a diet end up gaining the weight back if it's for weight loss goals. Yeah. And falling yeah. off track. Yeah. Okay. Good advice. So, okay, I'll get off that track. <laughs> but I, you just hear about it so much. And yes. I think that the people that I've met, maybe this was back in the day, not so much today that we're doing it. It was grabbing burgers here and there, mm-hmm. eating Slim Jims like they're popsicles. And I'm thinking, right. and you're they're losing like, weight. I'm what? Eat three pounds of bacon. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Forget that idea. No. Okay. Grace said, forget it. <laughs> so give me, just run through a name, different kinds of oils. You, okay. That would you blow name my the oil. mind. You name, oh, you name the oil that you know about, and I'll give you some fun facts. So sesame oil? Okay. Is, Se- yeah. Sesame oil is great. It comes from sesame seeds. They usually press it. It is a great source of polyunsaturated fats and monounsaturated fats. And kind of fun fact, it is great in Asian food. Mm-hmm. Sm- mm-hmm. Smoke point's a little bit higher, closer to 400. So that's good mm-hmm. if you're cooking yep, on the like stove. If you're, or, yeah, like if you're making a stir fry or sure. doing something where you're cooking. But then also very flavorful. And there's toasted sesame seed oil or just sesame seed oil. Oh. So basically what they've done is just they toast the sesame seeds press the oil out of the toasted one. So there's a, it's a little bit richer of a flavor. Mm -hmm. It's like coffee. 
It's yeah. like a, yeah, how you've roasted the beans. Okay, yeah. let me think of it now. This is like a game show. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to win a car. Uh, sunflower seed oil. Oh, okay, so sunflower seed oil is actually 10% saturated fat. Mm-hmm. So it has a little bit of that heftier, not as good for you Interesting, out of fat. a plant with a bunch of seeds. But it has much more 20% monounsaturated fat, which is uh, uh-huh. heart healthy, uh-huh. and also 66% polyunsaturated fat also heart healthy. It's good for high heat frying or baking, has a very mild fatty taste, and smoke point is even higher at 440 degrees Fahrenheit. Have you used it? Do you I like have. it? Yeah. 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 I love I love sunflower seeds and that's where they come from. Yeah. Some people will even press depends, you'll see, but usually it's seeds and some people will even press like the flower and the leaves and the stems as part of their oil. Okay. So I've been adding to some shakes I make some flaxseed oil. I mean, yes. flax seeds themselves, yes. raw, organic. Yes. So I know I'm getting the oil, but mm-hmm. what about flaxseed oil? Flax seeds are great. Lower 9% saturated fat, so there's a little. Oh. And that's the thing with a lot of these oils is you're going to get a mix, right? Mm-hmm. 18% monounsaturated, 68% polyunsaturated. This is fun. When you cook it, actually, if you use it to cook with, it has a nuttier flavor. Mm. So if you're looking for that flavor and maybe you're allergic to peanuts. Right, right. This might be a good way to get some of that flavor in. However, it's better for like just a roast or a saute because the smoke point is lower at 225. Dre- okay. Salad dressings too and sauces. I've definitely, I've used it for actually a peanut sauce, which kind of t- took away from what I just said, but really yeah. good. And you mentioned peanuts. So peanut oil obviously is a choice. Yes. So peanut oil is popular. I think there's a couple of popular restaurants that use peanut oil. Five guys maybe. Oh, I think um, you're right for their fries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So 17% saturated, 46% monounsaturated, 32% polyunsaturated. So this oil, and this is a reason why it's used often, it's lighter and has, again, that obviously a nutty flavor and has a very high smoke point, up to 475. So that makes it good for frying, frying. the real mm-hmm. potatoes, right? Yeah. But there also is a flavor difference. I mean, yes. I've tried their fries. I'm just saying I have. They, they, they are don't. special. Yes, they t- they yeah. don't taste bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a lot of things. Yeah, Krispy Kreme donuts don't taste bad either, <laughs> right. but you know. Okay, so what what are some of the wild exotic types? I'm, well, you mentioned avocado oil. Yeah, I love avocado oil. Um, it's become more popular. Avocados are like a thing for sure right mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. Avocado toast, avocado and this. I do like avocado oil. 12% saturated fat, 71% monounsaturated, 14% polyunsaturated, it has a very mild taste, so mm-hmm. you could use it in baking potentially. I have before. I don't even want to tell you what I made because you're going to make fun of me. I won't make I fun. Made, Who's um, listening? Go ahead. I made brownies with spinach and black beans. What? Now, I've done black bean brownies. Yeah, I just added spinach Maybe it was with applesauce, something really weird because the yeah. applesauce supposedly replaces the fat. Uh, they're not quite there. No, not no. quite. No. Not as moist for sure, but... Yeah. Yeah, but my kids ate them up. Ha ha, jokes on you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and none of those oils that you've talked about so far, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't have to be refrigerated, right? No, they do not. Even flaxseed oil? Because I know the flax seeds do need to be. Yes, no, you do not. So isn't that a bonus for having oils in the cupboard? Because Absolutely. you don't have to worry about them. An array. Going, but yeah. And this is, so this is the, uh, the big shebang with avocado oil. 520 degrees is a smoke point. Wow. Yeah. So if you're, you know, need oil that you're grilling with or mm-hmm. things things that mm-hmm. you might be cooking for a while, especially like, oh gosh, a braised short rib that you might be cooking for 
uh, an amount of time, right, like right. smoking something. Hmm. Yeah. So what would be some of the exotic ones? Like uh, how much oil can I squeeze out of a lavender plant? Or I mean, like what are, <laughs> where are some of the other ones that are out there that would be flavors or things that are kind of interesting? So obviously um, people play with essential oils when they're cooking too, yeah. but not as much for like the purpose of cooking. Because there's not enough you use, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Some of that I think you won't find people using as often are things like corn oil, like back in the day people right. did. Yeah. Right? Because, well, the smoke point's pretty high, but it's kind of flavorless. And, and is it high in bad fat? It's a little bit higher. It has 13% saturated fat. Mm-hmm. And just the ratio of the good fat isn't ideal either. I mean, it's not terrible, but again, there's definitely better choices. So let me ask, when I've looked at the side of packages, not like I've ever had a ding-dong or a ho-ho in my life, but when I look at the side of packages and I see hydrogenated, whatever kind of oil then follows that word, what is that and what are they doing with my oil? Stop it. What are they doing? So going back earlier when I was talking about when they're using palm kernel oil usually yeah. in processed baked goods, right. that's a hydrogenated oil. And most of the time that has some trans fat in it. Mm. And trans fat is even worse than bad fat that we talked about earlier. Worse than saturated fat. Yeah. Yeah. So trans fat is cancer causing. Mm-hmm. And we know we know that. That's research proven. So we definitely always, always want to stay away from trans fats. Yeah. And then when it comes to what we're eating for the healthy reasons of our diet, do we need to be concerned about the, I guess, from where the oil comes? You talked about cold press. Do we really need to be concerned that it says natural? Like I would just automatically assume avocado oil, it's natural. Or do we really need to be concerned about the source? It's going to get me. Okay. So first of all, natural is not a word that really means anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for Just for the record. So like if you're, it's funny, there's like a video out there, there where a guy's talking about this is natural and this is natural. And he's, it's kind of a sarcastic video. Yeah, yeah. Everything says natural. So it has to be good for me. So natural doesn't mean anything, but if it says it's organic. Mm -hmm. So the reason why that can come into play is because how they're growing it, there could be pesticides and things on it that grow in it or into it that are not the best for us. Mm -hmm. And I want to say this about trans fat. The reason why oftentimes um, some of those fats are used like palm kernel oil for processed goods and things that they're making in bulk like a ho-ho or a Twinkie, yeah. is because it's it's a little bit more shelf-stable. So they're doing it for that reason. Oh, I see. And what has happened then is we've learned, no bueno, not good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So did I miss any oils on your list? I mean, shoot me some oils yes. and I'll tell you everything I know. So I have grapeseed oil. I have no idea. <laughs> grapeseed oil <laughs> and uh, is canola, another name is canola oil. Oh, um, yeah. Here's the thing. It's not terrible. 11% saturated fat, 14% monounsaturated fat, 75% polyunsaturated fat. And I kind of alluded to this earlier, but it is um, some of these that have some of these polyunsaturated fats, which is polyunsaturated fat is omega-3 and omega-6. They're both polyunsaturated. But the ratio in our body is not the best. We should have more omega-3 avocados and a little bit less of grapeseed oil because that ratio has more of that omega-6, which can be a little bit like uh, 
inflammation causing in the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's not enough to just know the good and bad, but now we have to know the ratios. Well, and you know, you're racing. Let me, I'll come back to my question. Were there other interesting oils that you wanted I think to chat that about? that one. Oh, soybean oil. Yeah. So poor. I feel like sometimes soybeans get a bad rap, but uh, so soybean oil also 14% saturated fat, 23% monounsaturated fat, 58% polyunsaturated fat. A little bit, again, higher with the omega-6s. You'll find that in a lot of salad dressings, right? I see mm-hmm. a lot of soybean oil there. So soybean oil you'll find often, especially in like in the store, because it's a little bit, again, more shelf-stable. And than, cheaper. Isn't mm-hmm. it cheaper? Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's what it is, mm-hmm. yeah. Compared to you know your EVOO or your avocado oil, which can run a little bit more expensive. So the question that I had as a guy, you start talking about oil, I'm thinking of the engine in my car. Yes. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, next time I go, do I want the true synthetic, the partial synthetic, (laughs) the, you know, has anyone come up with the tinkering of the right amount to just create the most idyllic oil, a little bit of grapeseed and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. And all of a sudden, all the, all those numbers that you've got memorized come together and I should get that oil. That is a great question. No, but that's a great idea. And you I want have, to invent I have a new that? business business plan for us, Chuck. <laughs> okay. Well, and this is the one thing, though, I would say about oil is whatever you're going to use, use that one. It, it's not really, like, flavor-wise, and then you're messing with smoke point, you would have to go to the lowest smoke yeah, point. Yeah. It, it's better to just use whatever you're using fully. So that's a great question. Well, there are people who in the kitchen know their way around so well. They're, they're you know, Susan just came home and she bought some... Uh, Pink salt. She knows I like oh, yeah. to grind Himalayan salt. Himalayan pink salt. Himalayan yeah. pink salt. Mm-hmm. Well, there are people who know that there's that, and then there's the Hawaiian this salt, yeah. and then there's the Mediterranean, the sea salt. The and sea the salt. salt. Right. And but I'm not really salt. there. It was. Ju- it's just an interesting thing to grind up when you have people over. But I would bet with oil, there are a lot of cooks who really understand yes. that they want to have a little different oil because of smoke point, flavor, right. for different things in the kitchen. Right. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, when we're thinking about all the different things that we're doing or cooking in the kitchen. I kind of gave you like sesame oil, I feel like is definitely a good, delicious one for it's a good go-to. sauces mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, anything you're cooking that has Asian flavors. Yeah. So for sautés, we happen to use it on a, Susan made a dressing mm-hmm. that was, I guess you would call it like a salad dressing, but it was fresh out of the bottle that uh-huh. she made. And we had it over some Asian cabbage and some other stuff. Yeah, see? Just, and I added some grilled chicken to it. It was Awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. So. And se- sesame oil, I'm telling you, if you're listening and you plan on making something with some Asian flavor, use sesame oil. It will change It will change the flavor. You wow. want to do that. When it comes to frying, mm-hmm. I do like peanut oil if I'm ever going to fry. I don't often do that, but yeah. if I was going to. Mm-hmm. Baking, I do like avocado oil. I do like flaxseed. Mm-hmm. So things that I bake longer, I usually use avocado things I don't bake as long. If I am sauteing something, depending on olive oil usually is what I would use. So isn't that really the go-to for so many people in their kitchens? Because we've been indoctrinated Mm -hmm. that olive oil was the best thing to use. Yes. And I would say olive oil is the best thing to use when you're sauteing. That would be because that smoke point is lower. Mm -hmm. Anytime Mm -hmm. where you're baking or you're grilling and that temperature is going up, you just don't want it to go past that. You don't want to have to worry that it's going to go into a space where one, it's going to change flavor, but two, it could end up being bad for you. So in a practical sense, this is just hitting me. If you turned around to deal with the kids or something's going on and that, that pan is smoking, 
before you've gotten to putting in your chicken or whatever a stir fry is. Really just turn off the heat and get rid yes, of it, right? Yes, take it off the, yeah. yeah and get it out mm-hmm. and start over because you may have crossed that line. You may have. Because it's not that much. I mean, it's just right. some oil. Yeah. yeah. But if you know it wasn't for too long. Sure. And you know, if you're burning the food, then you obviously went there, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun to play with the different kinds. I implore people to make sure that they are thinking about where their health is and where they want to be, mm-hmm. you know, and what they're trying to aim for for their family. We were we were joking about this earlier. You know, we're talking about oils here and the best ways to use them. Yeah. But I don't want people to think that they have to guzzle oil. That's a quote of the day for me. You don't have to think you need to guzzle oil. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to guzzle oil to get the heart-healthy benefits right, of it. Right. But when you're using it, you want to make the best choices that you can and, and still think about moderation because it is fat. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about making dressings and dips, you know, toasted and unrefined oils, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, to, I'm going to take a look at our sesame oil, if it's toasted or not. That sounds really interesting to me from a flavor standpoint. Yes. Yeah. I can tell the difference. I grew up eating it, but I can tell the difference. I know when my mom uses toasted when she doesn't. Does all sesame oil come in more of a can-like bottle? Is that typical? It's usually a glass jar. Oh, mine was more of a can, I think. Was it? Yeah, more of a metal bottle. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I should remind people of this. When we're talking about oil, you don't want it sitting out where sun hits. You want it in a dark place. So in a cabinet, in the cupboard, yes, in the pantry. in the pantry. Yeah. Okay. So side note, you want to, and sometimes people put it in the fridge because they think that's the best place like we talked about. Yeah. But nine out of 10 times your oil does not have to go. And you know, again, can I put on my guy hat because I can't help it. I love guy hats. You know, uh, you didn't talk about walnut oil, but you know that there's a side benefit to when you get a chip on your walnut table, you can take a walnut or a little walnut oil. And sometimes all you have to do is rub that on there. Sometimes, depends on how the furniture was finished. If it's real and it doesn't have a fake process top... You can get rid of some scratches around the... Stop it. I'm not kidding. Tom, I hope you're listening. Yeah. It depends what scratch. I mean, if you don't want an oily floor... Right, so right, So people right, wipe right. out, but it all depends on what, you <laughs> know, what got scratched. Yeah. Or it could be fun. That is a fun fact. I like that. Uh, so then we talked about sauteing, right? So that's yes. more of the low smoke yes. point oils are some okay. Your, where, yeah, where you might want to get some of that flavor from a certain thing. Yeah. But olive oil... Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that's kind of my, the go-to. Yeah, that's okay. my go-to. And then baking, I guess people are putting in a half cup or a quarter cup of oil at times to yeah. mix things up. It's more so. for moisture and to help whatever you might be baking mm-hmm. kind of congeal. Yeah, um, I do like avocado oil for that. Some people use will use vegetable oil. The old tried and true. Yeah, and that's just a blend of all. Yeah, and yeah. so going back to what I said earlier, I like when people stick with like one instead right. of mixing. Right. Okay. Well, there goes our business idea. And then for <laughs> frying, we want uh, stable oil, right? We, yes. Because we are raising the temperature a little bit, maybe. Yeah. That higher smoke point. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about a few peanut, yeah. um, avocado. So for for me, the take fry a what, one of the, what did you say? Fry less. Fry less. Okay. <laughs> At least deep fry less. I think we, I don't me. even know what we deep fry in our house you probably anymore. Don't. I don't think many people do. No. And like with air fryers out now. Yeah, well, to me, that's just another gadget that's, you know. Taking up counter space. I, I told you, I think one of our last times, in, the Instant Pot has just been, uh, yeah. you know, make pea soup in under an hour yep. and whatever it is, 20 minutes. And like minutes. the flavor, there's depth of flavor just there. Just awesome. So not all oils are created equal. They are not. Don't guzzle Literally. any of them. Don't. <laughs> right? I'm making notes of my takeaway. Yes. Right? 
Yeah. And then what else? And then I would say play with the flavors mm-hmm. based on what you're trying to make. I think, you know, playing with different flavors allows you to meal plan better too. You mm-hmm. know, if you know you want to make something with Asian flavors or Italian flavors and you're sauteing, you know, your peppers and olive oil, you play with that a little bit yeah. and enjoy that process. Yeah, I'm encouraged by that because, you know, even though I, I was a bystander and I just was able to taste the sesame oil in mm-hmm. this recipe— it was way different than what I know because I use olive oil. What it would taste he, like. He was very excited about it, I will uh, tell you guys. Yeah, I, and it made me excited. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's good to have you back. Thank you so much for having me. I learned so much of making notes. Do not ever guzzle your oil. Yeah, there so you go. in moderation, yeah. try to f- pick the better heart-healthier oils and, and play with it. Enjoy the process of cooking in your kitchen. All right, Grace DeRocha here helping us navigate this space again, a Healthier Michigan podcast. We're glad you're back listening this week. Make sure you tell people about it. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to learn more, we've got some great episodes you can get to. Check out a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us a review or a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet and be sure to subscribe to us. You can go to the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica with Grace DeRocha. Thanks so much for being with us. Don't guzzle that oil.